Hello and welcome to the Booktopia podcast. I'm Olivia, I'm sitting here with Ben Hunter, and we're sitting across from Matt O'Kine. How's it, how's it going, guys? Very good. How are you? Um, you, you handed me the coldest bottle of water I've <laughs> ever felt in my life. Like, honestly, in, as far as temperatures before freezing go... This has to be right I on did just freezing. Open the fridge and there was a lot of ice in the fridge. <laughs> was there really? I feel like it's becoming a fridge. <laughs> the fridge is possessed. Yeah, it's like turf it into the kettle for a bit and Oh, it, it it I I don't know whether I'll have fingers after holding this for the next, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. It's it really is very refreshing except you've given it to me on what's the coldest wettest day <laughs> that Sydney's had in the last, you know, week and a half. So you know, bad timing, I guess. I'm sorry, man. We do I'm have really tap sorry. water. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll sit on it. I'm going to sit on it like a bird sits on eggs and warm it up a bit. Well, wow. you, you're coming <laughs> to talk about your book, uh, Being Black and Chicken and Chips. Yeah. Which doesn't have birds and eggs, but it's got jellyfish, it's got crabs, mm-hmm. it's got a dental surgery, it's got uh, penis enlargement, it's got um, fake breasts, it's got, it's got all kinds of stuff, <laughs> and it's, uh, it makes you laugh, it makes you cry. Um, you're not an author. You're a stand-up. You've uh, been on telly. What are you, the Renaissance? Like, oh, look, do I, I don't, you, I don't understand how this happened either. Especially because, you know, um, my, like, I met up with an agent who said, uh, you know, is it, would you ever think about writing a book? And I thought, yeah, I'd love to write a book. Everyone loves. Everyone wants to write a book. You know what I mean? Everyone's got a no book in. Well, and I, and I thought, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. And then I, and then I walked away, and, and they're like, cool. Well, you know write a book and it'll be due in, uh, you know, in, we'll release it in a year. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of was like, oh, I've, I didn't like school at all. And now (laughs) I've just signed up for like the hardest assignment of my life. Right. Like this is like, like suddenly I realized to, to be a writer, you know, everyone wants to have written something, but to actually be a writer is, is, very difficult. Yeah, I'd love to be an author, but I'd hate to write. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? But, I, but I, it's the same thing with everything that I do. Like it's the comedy, the TV shows. Unfortunately, the, the, the writing part of it, isn't, isn't, it's, not, it's not fun for me. You know what I mean? I, I, love, I love having written something, but, you know, writing is hard work. And so taking on this book... I really came down to the fact that there was a story that I really wanted to tell. And I don't Mm. think that I could have written a book if I didn't want to tell a story and if I couldn't tell it the way that I wanted to tell it. So um, as soon as the opportunity came up, I sort of, and I had to double check with all the people along the way being like, okay, is this something that you guys are going to take control of? And, you know, and and are they going to be all these cooks in the, in the kitchen trying to tell me what to do? And everyone, the whole process was like, nope. You just do whatever you think is right and, you know, hopefully it's going to be a good book. And, I mean, you, you, you'll probably see in some of the stuff that happens in, throughout the book, I mean, there are moments where I was writing going, there's no way they're going to let me keep this scene in. And uh, it's, in. It's, it's, it's all in there. Um, and No, but it's, it's been really fun. It's, it has actually been really fun for something that – you know, because yeah, like I was worried when you say you weren't enjoying writing because you wouldn't know I, reading it. Yeah, like when I when I'm enjoying reading a book, I know that the author has enjoyed sort of producing it. Yeah, and, and yeah, I was reading um, uh, you know the dad character 
you know, Mike's dad character, his dentist, he's always doing that, um, he's always on your back uh, trying to get you to eat cheese yeah, after, yeah. Um, after a fizzy drink. And I was like, wait, this is hilarious. And then I was like, wait, that's a Madokine bit. Like, I've, I've heard you do stand-up. Like, well, definitely, there's that. I mean, if my dad's listening right now, he'll know. He'll be like, oh, good. <laughs> he's like, good, <laughs> good. He's, 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 he's taken this on board, you know. Um, and, it, you know, I guess... What I should probably clarify is writing this book was a really, it was a big realization for me, I guess, that it's not that I don't like writing, it's that I don't like typing. Okay. <laughs> and, and that is something that I've really learned in this process. And it's something that I think that a lot of writers probably haven't realized yet either, because I didn't realize it up until you know halfway through writing it, because I've written TV shows, I've written stand-up shows. And... It's the separation of writing and typing and they are very big differences for me because, you know, when I write, I'm not in front of the computer. I don't find that a good place to write. It's a terrible place to write. I'm usually, you know, I spent a lot of the days when I was writing this book, I'd go to the pool every morning and I'd sit there and I'd float underwater and I'd look around and I'd like be doing somersaults at the deep end like a, like a five-year-old, you know what I mean? And just staring and thinking and... And taking buses out to somewhere, on days I'd just get on the bus and just, it, the first one that went past my house, I'd get on it and it didn't matter where it was going and I'd just go there and I'd, you know, and, and you'd think, and that's that's when the writing happens. Then sitting down at a computer and, and turning that in, like getting the writing out of your head onto the onto the page, that can be the sort of arduous task. And I, and I liken it to cleaning a room, you know what I mean? You know, it need, you know what needs to get done, you know what needs to go where, but... It's not necessarily fun cleaning a room, yeah. but being in a clean room is awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's all the hard work you go. You look around <laughs> afterwards and you're like, man, that was worth it because now I can kick back and this, this room is great to be in. That's why I guess you're probably – what you're reading is a really nice clean room. <laughs> you know, you didn't see it when it was all messy and gross and all that. So, yeah, it's been a really great journey. And, and, and I love bringing the sort of person – the personal stuff into it. Yeah, I mean this is – Semi-autobiographical, um, isn't it? Very autobiographical. Uh, what, why did you tell this story? It's fiction. Well, I mean, to make it more fun, really, um, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff. The, the biographical stuff, I guess, is really sits with who the characters are around Mike, you know, say my dad's character, Mike's dad's character is, is you know, um, a, a Ghanaian guy who, who's a school dentist and he runs an African night club, you know, and that's all the stuff that my dad did. But there, but the exact plot that he goes through and my character goes through and all that sort of stuff, that none of that actually happened, you know. So there's, so it was just, it was just really creating a bit more of a fun world to make all these characters come together, but. Funnily enough, that said, the moments I think that resonate the best in this book for me personally are the ones that are closest to my life. For instance, when Mike comes home, um, you know, it's, it's sort of a few chapters in and he's and he realises something is wrong and his mum is in the shower and he has to go and... and basically get his dad to come up and she can't get off the floor and then they have to go to hospital and stuff like that. All that sort of stuff happened to me. Mm. And that has sort of happened in the way that exactly how it is told in the book. And I will sometimes even read that chapter back just to 
sort of you know relive live it all and make sure that there's an honesty about it because that's kind of one of the most important things that I wanted to bring in this book it's not it's not a documentary of my life or anything it's not it's not real life but it is honest and that's really what I wanted, I wanted to capture the honesty an honest portrayal of, of you know what it was like being a 12 year old with a dying mum is it sometimes hard to figure out what elements of your life you do want to bring into it? Like, is it hard to draw that line or has there ever been a time where you've crossed it in any of your work where you've regretted it? Um, the, the hard part is, say, when you, when you bring other people into it. So, you know, I am very cautious about doing too much stuff with my dad because, you know, he didn't ask to be in a book. It's just, it, it's important for me to tell my story without drawing people in too much that don't that don't necessarily want to be a part of it and that's something yeah, that I've sure. that I've crossed the line with or, or by accident you know or or I've um you know it's something that I've grappled with more yeah, and more you've done stand up for years yeah exactly and you know and you tell a caricatured version of your dad in yeah so where does the line get drawn where where am I talking about myself or where am I talking about my dad and that's you know that's something that there's certainly stuff you know I did a show on ABC called uh, how not to behave you know and people were talking about is this sort of behavior good or not is you know you know it wasn't like serious stuff it was just sort of little social faux pas and I remember you know saying one thing about something my dad had done or said or whatever and that and he you know, he got really annoyed with me for that. And that rightly so. I didn't have any right to say it, but I was kind of I'd mistaken his doing something for for an experience that I'd had when really I hadn't actually had that experience. I'd just observed an experience, something that he was doing, and then then I was relaying it and I don't think, you know, I got that wrong. And that's just you know, I'm you know, you're gonna make mistakes um throughout your throughout your career when you when you're trying to tell your own story. Mm. Well, how's the experience been for producing a novel as opposed to being in a writer's room doing television? Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's so different. And I, I, won't, I won't say it's better because it is, you know, it's just different and there's a lot less hands-on. Writing a novel is far more like writing stand-up where, you know, when, when people, when you have to write a stand-up show, your agent calls you and goes, so are you going to write a show this year for Melbourne Comedy Festival or whatever? And you go, yep. And then they go, great. Um, your first show is on the 23rd of March. See ya. And then that's it. And you just have to... And then the 23rd of March comes around and, and you know, your name's on the poster and, the, and people have bought the tickets and, they, and your agent doesn't... They're not, they're not there telling you what's right or wrong necessarily about your show. They're just like, hey, are you ready to do your show? And you do the show. And... Sometimes people like the show, sometimes people don't like the show, but you can at least be on the stage knowing confidently that you did what you wanted to do. Mm. And writing books, as I said before, has definitely shown me that it's a very similar process in that throughout the way, I mean, I definitely had some really great input with an editor and, um, you know, a uh, copy editor, I think it is. And, um, you know, there was definitely stages along where you get feedback from people and pages and notes and stuff like that. But, you know, when you're doing TV, you've got six different people all reading the one draft two days after you 
wrote it and then giving you feedback immediately saying it's not like this not like that you can't do this we can't do this because of this reason there's all these other reasons you can't do something oh we can't have a scene with 400 people in it okay so you're gonna have to set it in a in a in a chicken shop at at night time because that's that's what you know that's the only time we can film it and and you know we can't have an extra actor come in and say this so the other person's gonna have to do it with with eye contact and you know it's all these sort of limitations and suddenly you feel like you can really get to a stage where you don't feel like you're writing the thing that you really wanted to write in the first place. So to write the book, there was never any limits for me. And people would like, and, and you know, and the, at the end of the day, with a TV show, there's, there's directors and actors and um, other writers and producers who all have their name on the front cover, on the poster, who all represent that show. And they need, everyone needs it to represent them the best. Whereas with a book, it's like, my name is on the cover. I need to be responsible for what's inside it. And I have to be liable for any of the mistakes made. And, the, you know, at the end of the day, I can deal with that yeah. because I made, those, I made those decisions. The worst thing in the world, and it has definitely happened, is when you're doing a TV show. And I'm not saying this is not the current TV show I'm doing, the other guy, because that's my own, you know, that's a show that I created and I'm, I really love and stuff. But I've definitely worked on shows before where suddenly you've got to go out and do and say things in front of a camera that you do not believe in and you're not agreeing with whatsoever at all and suddenly the feedback is like oh you suck what's going on and you want to just be like I know (laughs) I know this sucks like trust me I think it sucks but I can't do anything about it because you know this was a decision that someone up stairs made and I and I now have to wear the the criticism for it so yeah it was definitely it was a different process and it was a really enjoyable one and mm-hmm. and look and maybe that's the team that I've had throughout the whole process from my agent all the way through to the publishers you know because because um, maybe they made it a good process um, you dedicated this book to your daughter yeah um, it's a coming of age story it's as I said it's really funny um, obviously but it's also really touching um, and there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, what are you hoping to achieve with it? Or like perhaps maybe if you could go back to um, little baby Matt when you mm. were the age of Mike, um, what would you – is there something you want to like share with him? <laughs> well, no, but I mean that page for me made makes it all worth it, you mm. know, for me personally, like – at the end of the day, I'd be lying if I didn't say, oh, I don't want to sell any or, you know, I don't want people to love this book or whatever. But the beauty about books is they they do really exist forever. You know what I mean? They, they, it, 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 that's just something that's hard on that you can hold and you can look at. And, and my daughter will be able to grow up and, and whether one day, whether she thinks it's cool when she's 10 or 12 or whatever, or maybe she won't think it's cool until she's 35 years old, but I think it's cool and I think that she thinks it's cool that that her dad wrote a book and dedicated it to her, you know, and I think that that really makes me happy about the whole, you know, about about having written a book. So, I mean... Yeah, what I would talk, what I would sort of say, or what I would hope for Mike to get out of it, like a twelve-year-old Matt, is just to know that all the bad stuff that's happens has that that you can make good out of the bad. I guess that's Mm -hmm. all. Um, 
and you know it's a fine line though because i can i can understand sometimes i write about what about bad things that have happened to me and i feel like you know like the tv show the other guys all about you know finding out my partner was cheating on me with my best friend we'd been together for 10 years or living in the same house it's, you know that's no good um <laughs> this is about uh, my mum passing away obviously that's terrible and and you know i do have to check in sometimes and wonder am i am i exploiting my own personal tragedies you know to on a commercial basis or whatever but realistically I just think that I'm trying to make the best out of a bad situation. Yeah. Um, I would think that someone else is going through their own personal tragedy is going to read that. That's it. Someone who's really young is going to be like, I'm not the only one. Yeah, that's exactly it as well. And and that's really what it, what it's all about. It's like, it's trying not to... Because, I mean, when my mum did die, I didn't go, I didn't go to any counselling or anything like that. It was just like... You know, just you got on with your life, but but that manifested itself. That sadness manifested itself in so many different ways that it turned me into a completely different person for a while. You know, where I was very angry as a teenager, and you know, getting into fights and stuff like that, and really typically rebelling against you know this sort of um, un unjustness. I don't know if that's a word, but um, you know, that I'd felt as a kid. That you know, why, how, how come this happens to me? So, yeah, I just really wanted to make something that a 12-year-old who is going through the same thing would, would connect with because people think they know how you react in those situations, but they don't. It's the same with the, with the other guy the TV show. People are like, why doesn't your character yell at his ex and why doesn't he tell her to piss off and blah, 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 you know? Or people would say, you know, people would say like, oh, oh Mike really is sort of deflecting a lot of like his mum's in hospital, would he really be worrying about this athletics race? And it's like, yes, yes, that's what happens. I can tell you that's what happens because you, you're you not thinking things as logically as an adult thinks. You, you just kind of want to forget about everything. So, you know, I just wanted to be honest in that capacity and hopefully if anyone's going through the same or, yeah, they, they can understand it. And also it's, it's, a, it's a book that I hope parents can read and realize that if there's tragedy like that going on that's how a 12 year old might be thinking so that yeah it's it's so that to not let their sort of negativity or the the sort of sorrow of the situation become too overwhelming for the whole family i mean i know people go through these sort of things all the time and it's it's certainly given me now that i'm a dad it's certainly made me realize how difficult it must have been for my mum to be dying trying to figure out what the hell is going to happen to her yeah. kids. And, you know, how difficult it must have been for my dad to really be like, Jesus, I don't know what, like, I've got to take over now and be the sole person. And, you know, it's all pretty overwhelming. So it's it's that that's one thing I'm proud of in terms of really trying to give it a realistic perspective from both sides, the young boy and the and the parents, which is why when people ask me, is this a young adult novel? I don't think it is because I incorporate you know, everyone across throughout the whole thing. I'm not young and I like your books. <laughs> yeah, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> That's good. That's good, yeah. And, I, and I'm really, I just wanted to make something that everyone did enjoy, totally. you know. And it's a very broad, broad net, but I, but I like making inclusive things, you know. Mm. I think lots of people are going to enjoy this. Yeah, I hope so. You'll write again? Well, that's the other thing. 
And yes, I do think I will write again. Whether I write again in the next year, probably not, because uh, you know we we want to make, I want to make a movie out of this, nice. and that's something that I do. So you know that's very much on the cards. Um, so I think, I think it's like you know what I got to do is go back to the swimming pool every morning and do some somersaults. do some somersaults <laughs> and stare up at the sun from underneath the water and like. And figure out what the next story that I want to tell is. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, you guys. A warm bottle of water under your yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah, finally. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, some of the ice has melted. It's all good now. There we go. Please accept our sincerest <laughs> no, apologies. No, it's great. No, but thanks very much for the support as well. It's really exciting and I can't wait for everyone to read it. No worries. We're so excited too. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Matt, for coming in. And you can get your copy of Being Black in Chicken and Chips from booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening to the Booktopia podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. And if your eyeballs need a workout, check us out on YouTube at Booktopia TV. And don't forget for all books featured on this episode and all episodes of the Booktopia podcast, head to Booktopia, Australia's local bookstore at www.booktopia.com.au. Thanks for listening.